Welcome to the Surveyor Hub podcast, brought to you by Blue Box Partners, the only show dedicated to small business residential surveyors and valuers, created by surveyors for surveyors. In every episode, you'll learn something new about the vibrant and thriving industry of residential surveying. We don't mind what flavor of surveyor you are or what level of experience you might have. If you're in the business of helping people with their homes, this is the community for you. Welcome to episode one, getting started with Marion Ellis and Phil Parnham. Phil, this is our first podcast. It is. Excited? Yeah, I am. I've picked a really busy day because I've got someone coming to service the alarm in my house and we've got building work going on next door. So it's the perfect day. it's a surveyor's podcast it's uh, live action it is it's real life but you've got experience of podcasting haven't you well yes and no well well, yes i have me and a friend locally we um sort of got musical interests and we run a little organization well a little event called talking albums where we invite a music fan to come into the studio the studio and us talk about their favourite album, what it means to them, memories, the music itself, and all that sort of stuff. And it's been really good. So it's a great way to connect with somebody over music that they love. You know. And that's what I like learning about surveyors, because you all do, or we all do, really interesting things. Mm. I remember going to a dinner, one, I don't know, it was a conference, and uh, the, the dinner before, and sitting around a table, there's like 10 of us on a table, and there was three drummers in a band, two guitarists, some ping pong ball champion, you know, the things that we do outside of work, I think are really fascinating. Yet we don't we don't always get to bring that into our, our jobs and our lives. Like you, we end up at conferences with people that we've never met before. And you're absolutely right, at lunch or at dinner, I, I, you know, whoever I'm sitting next to, I always think, right, I'm going to find out your story. I'm going to find out that one thing that's really interesting, you know, and uh, it is. Once you're on earth, it's fantastic. Comes a bit of a challenge, a goal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think it'd be useful maybe to explain to listeners a bit about Blue Box. Yeah, yeah. So it's a name that... Many of us of a certain age will have known for many years as the technical experts and authors of the industry. But there's a lot of people out there who, quite frankly, haven't got a clue who Blue Box are. Indeed. Can you tell me a bit about how Blue Box got started? Because you were one of the founders. Yeah, well, Chris Rispin, who's just recently retired from Blue Box, but still involved, pleased to say, he set it up. It was his idea, his baby. And the name, I think, sort of came from um, blue sky thinking and thinking out of the box, something like that. That's the myth, anyway. But he was working with Allied Surveyors at the time, and uh, it was part of the Allied Surveyors um, network. And it was set up at a time when all surveyors were going to be very rich because of the home information packs. So it goes back that long. And our first activities, I suppose, were focused on um, training of home inspectors until the powers that be decided to abandon and move away from that. So that was a big shock. I just joined Blue Box uh, shortly before 
it all went pear-shaped. So it was an interesting time, as they say. Then we moved into domestic energy assessor training, which again sort of fell off quite quickly. So we, well, at that time, I went back on the tools doing real work, proper surveying work, as they say. But also then we developed a bit more of a specialism in um, well, training and development for the residential sector generally. You know, speaking at conferences, doing in-house training and one or two other bits and pieces. And then eventually um, built up a relationship with SAVA and their new diploma, their diploma in residential valuation and surveying. And yeah, and that was a partnership that grew over the last, well, until now. So yeah, that's a sort of potted history that I remember anyway. <laughs> yeah, but there's different versions depending oh, who we speak yeah. to. Talk to Mr. Rispin and he'll come out with a very different... We'll get him on. We'll we'll get him out of retirement. And yeah, I was going to say it's an original name, but no, it's not an original name at all, Blue Box. And it, when you Google it, I think the one that comes up at the top is something to do with packaging, Blue Box mm. packaging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody on the hub sent that photo of a blue box van from Teesside. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're blue transit vans that move boxes, I guess. So, yeah. That's right. And for me, blue box partners doesn't have the word surveyors in. So why would anybody know mm. who we are? And I guess that's one of the reasons why we've launched the Surveyor Hub, because it does what it says on the tin. Mm. It's a hub of surveyors sharing knowledge, content, peer support. For those listeners who are not member of it, don't panic. We'll be bringing lots of content to you through the podcast. But if you do want to join it, it's a free group for surveyors. You just need to pop over to the Facebook group or go to our website, blueboxpartners.com, where you can get a link and join us there. And it's been quite an interesting journey, hasn't it, Phil, the Surveyor Hub? Mm. So the way that that came about really was... So I joined Blue Box a year and a half ago. I took over from Chris Rispin, ooh, start of 2019, which was a, an interesting journey for me of, you know, what it's like to run a small business and work in a quite a different way, having worked in a corporate. You came from a very corporate background, didn't you? I did. Yes, I did. Corporate through and through, but not anymore. It's quite interesting, actually, because you meet so many surveyors who've been through a corporate or they bounce about different corporate jobs or companies, but you, most sort of get to a point where they just want to work for themselves or want a different pace of life. Yeah, so some people have great experiences, some people have bad, and some people just, you know, want to do their own thing. So it's quite interesting for me joining Blue Box and very privileged to take on the opportunity, I really have to say. Privileged, was that the Privileged, word? yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can bank that one, Phil. And so for me, I guess it's been a, a learning journey of learning about surveyors, our residential surveyors and valuers and what they do and how they do it and what makes them tick. And do they do podcasts and are they singers in a rock band or what? And I went to an event, I can't even remember which event it was now, but there was about 70 to 80 surveyors in a room on the CPD day and I managed to acquire the delegate list and I'm quite active on LinkedIn. And I went through to see who was on LinkedIn and who I could connect with. And out of those 80 surveyors, guess how many were actually on LinkedIn? Oh, half. Four. Four. Mm. Just four surveyors. Now, people have always told me that, well, surveyors are professional. We don't do Facebook. You know, we could do LinkedIn. But clearly, not everybody's doing LinkedIn. And I know 
um, I mean, my background is a defect and valuation claims. And I know a lot of the surveyors I've come across don't like to do social media in case customers find them. Uh, so they're certainly missing a trick. So it was quite an eye-opener for me that it was that low. And when I got to talk to some surveyors in the break, just about Blue Box, and I was there actually auditing one of our trainers, Larry, which was <laughs> funny for lots of reasons. Oh, yes. Okay. But when I, when I got to talk to them, they all said, oh, no, we don't do social media. And I said, well, how are you getting your information? How are you having the conversations in your network? And some of them had local groups or a few surveyors that they buddied up with. But actually, they came to these CPD events a couple of times a year at expense because they lose fees from their their fee earning. And that was their interaction. And I just thought, that's just not enough. Now, you can get bombarded with information, absolutely. But to have that sort of like-minded or safe space where you can be a bit of a geek over the things that interest you was quite, I think it was sort of missing a trick. But what I realised is that most surveyors are in their cars during the day and therefore they can tune in and listen. So that got me thinking about podcasts and it's taken a little while for you and I to pull our finger out and start talking about uh, and putting this podcast together. But what I did do last year, so that was back in Oh, April, May last year, 2019, I invited 30 people to a private Facebook group called the Surveyor Hub Community. And I thought if we get 50, that would be a great experiment. And as we stand at today, we've got just under 1,300 surveyors and surveyors in training. And that has just blown us away, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It has. I mean, it's it's been a fantastic thing because... Well, for the reasons you've just explained, I think I was a bit, well, yeah, it'd be great if it did get off the ground, but surveyors don't do Facebook, you know, and an old dinosaur like me, I just conform to that stereotype. But it just, it just exploded in terms of membership. Now, now can I just say that that is also credit to yourself because you've maintained it, you know, your video blogs and things like that have been great to keep everybody's interest up. But, but I think what it shows is that out there, we don't have that support. And I see the hub as like the coffee room. You're writing your reports, you've just done a survey. And maybe decades ago, maybe when, you know, sort of people used to work in regional offices for corporates, you'd have that coffee room, just uh, go and make a cup of tea and say, oh, you know what I've just seen? What do you ring? And the hub, I think, is beginning to provide that. It's becoming, and, and it's always difficult to share things in that environment because you're just worried that somebody might jump on your back and criticise your thoughts or, or whatever. But I haven't seen a lot of that in the hub. It's generally been people saying, hey, look, either, hey, look what I've seen today. What a laugh which is an important part of the process. I I think there's humour, a lot of humour in surveying. But also saying, look, I've seen this and I have no idea. Any thoughts? What would you say? And people come back often with very different views, but I think on the whole, very supportive. Mm. I mean, there um, has been quite a bit of debate, I think, on a couple of different topics. I think what's important to recognise is that it's an all-inclusive group as much as possible. I don't care what flavour of surveyor you are or what level of membership, what level of skill you are. If you're in the business of helping consumers with their lives and interested in in property from a surveying valuation context, then you're welcome. And that does mean that sometimes there is debate. And absolutely, to put a post out to say I've seen something 
And quite frankly, I haven't got a clue what, what it is. And, you know, take some bravery to do that. But, you know, we've got a number of experts in the group who learn as well, because that's the thing about the job, isn't it? That you are learning all the time. You know, you might work in different parts of the country. You might never seen different building elements. And so it's just a nice way to broaden your horizons. And what was really interesting for me, there's a bit of an ongoing joke in the hub about cats. One of our earlier posts was about what animals have you seen in a day? And a surveyor had posted a picture of this really fat cat lounging on a sofa, just missing a remote control. And the surveyor had said, you know, I've been here a couple of hours and that cat hasn't moved. It's just stared at me all day. And there was a bit of a joke, you know, about the different animals people have seen. I remember going into a property, walking into a kitchen and there was, I can't remember, it was eight or 12 big fat rabbits. Or might have been hair, I don't know, hairs. I don't know what they were, huge things. And I had to go back out and go in again to think, was I hallucinating? But it was. But what was interesting about that thread is it wasn't just interesting for the things that people have seen, but it also highlighted some health and safety issues. Mm. Because the number of times I know I've as a surveyor gone into a property and there's a dog, whether the owners are there or not, they don't tell you. And naturally the dog just comes straight for you. I remember being, luckily I wasn't bitten on my leg, but having my leg in the air, having two Jack Russells hanging off the end of my trousers, you know, it's a, a natural reaction. So there's a sort of health and safety issue. There were some scary, spooky posts about snakes and spiders and the yeah, weird things yeah. that people have in their house. But, but did you see that one just the other day of the woman who um, took a selfie and she'd just been hit in the face with a yeah. rough touch and the nose yeah. was bleeding? So that, that's, you know, and it, it, oh, well, it's not useful to share that sort of, But do you know yeah, what? But I mean? It's a reminder. It, yeah. It's a reminder. And, and one of the things that really sort of comes out for me on some of these posts is that actually it's quite an isolating role. I remember when my patch was in Croydon, South London, and I could go to, you know, five or six properties a day, key jobs, and not really talk to anybody. And that's a potentially safety issue. You've got to be careful on how you work, but actually it's a well-being issue as well. And one of the things that, that I noticed that came out through that thread in the hub was that it wasn't just about animals. It was, I think somebody had posted, you know what, this is really good fun. I'm having a really rubbish day mm. and I've really enjoyed this. And that sort of well-being part yeah. is really important. And I think that's the essence of what we want to bring across in the hub. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, can I just ask you, I mean, just as we're talking about the hub, you know, we've got 1,300 people, there's been some great posts and discussions, you know, some fantastic, well, I think CPD all the way along, uh, some of it. Where do you see it going? What's the next phase? I mean, do we just does it just carry on in the way it is or got any thoughts on where you'd like to see it go? Well, I think the, the thing to be clear on is we're, we're never going to be a membership organisation. We're a small business, like many of the surveyors out there. And I think there's a place for so this sort of cross-party industry, if you like. And that's why I say, I don't mind what flavour of surveyor you are. Everyone's got a view and a, and a contribution to make. And I guess for me, I see the hub growing. 
the challenge when you have such a big group is it becomes less intimate. And so people don't share actually some of the worries that they have. For us, the next stage obviously is the podcast because, you know, we recognize not everybody wants to go on social media. And actually for surveys, you're doing a busy job. Then you want to feel part of it and you can still be part of a conversation just listening. <laughs> and if yeah. you can't talk back at me, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get the reviews. So the podcast is the next extension of that. And for us, then it's really sort of focusing on what Blue Box is about. And that's really SME surveyors and how we can support them through our products, resources and community. But one of the things that I think we'll talk a bit more about in a later podcast in more detail is how we're within Blue Box aligning ourselves to the UN global goals and the three goals in particular, quality education, well-being and good health, and also gender equality. And they're three things that we naturally have always done in Blue Box, but they're things that we can do much more about to have a social impact. So just because we're surveyors and partners, and we don't all do the day-to-day job of surveying, doesn't mean that we can't contribute and really help other surveyors. I really want to empower surveyors to do the best job that they can. Mm, excellent. Okay. Well, there you go. There's a manifesto for the future. <laughs> Big visions, big visions, yeah. Me, me, I'm just along for the ride. I am. I'm happy. I'm happy to be in the back seat. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Surveyor Hub podcast. We'd love it if you leave a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you want to find out more about how we're making a difference, visit us at blueboxpartners.com. Thank you.